good day. Today is December 15th. We're on day 347 of Bible in a Year with Bill. Today we're going to tackle a new book in the Old Testament and the last book in the Old Testament, the book of Malachi. Now, Malachi prophesies during the deplorable conditions described in Nehemiah chapter 13. He calls those complacent in their spiritual life to a renewed relationship with God, promising them God's blessing if they do. As we go through this book, let's promise the Lord that we will not be complacent in our faith, but will put his will before our own concerns. So today we're going to be reading Malachi chapters 1 and 2, and we're going to finish off today's reading with Isaiah chapter 54. So let's get right into it with the book of Malachi chapter 1. A message, God's word to Israel through Malachi. God said, I love you. You replied, really? How have you loved us? Look at history. This is God's answer. Look at how differently I've treated you, Jacob, from Esau. I loved Jacob and hated Esau. I reduced pretentious Esau to a molehill, turned his whole country into a ghost town. When Edom, or Esau, said, We've been knocked down, but we'll get up and start over, good as new, God of the angel army said, Just try it and see how far you get. When I knock you down, you stay down. People will take one look at you and say, Land of evil and the God-cursed tribe. Yes, take a good look. Then you'll see how faithfully I've loved you and you'll want even more, saying, May God be even greater beyond the borders of Israel. Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his master? So if I'm your father, where's the honor? If I'm your master, where's the respect? God of the angel armies is calling you on the carpet. You priests despise me. You say, not so. How do we despise you? By your shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. You ask, what do you mean defiling? What's defiling about it? When you say the altar of God is not important anymore, worship of God is no longer a priority, that's defiling. And when you offer worthless animals for sacrifices in worship, animals that you're trying to get rid of, blind and sick and crippled animals, isn't that defiling? Try a trick like that with your banker or your senator. How far do you think it will get you? God of the angel's armies asks you. Get on your knees and pray that I will be gracious to you. You priests have gotten everyone in trouble. With this kind of conduct, do you think I'll pay attention to you? God of the angel armies asks you. Why doesn't one of you just shut the temple doors and lock them? Then none of you can get in and play at religion with this silly, empty-headed worship. I am not pleased. The God of the angel armies is not pleased. And I don't want any more of this so-called worship. I am honored all over the world, and there are people who know how to worship me all over the world, who honor me by bringing their best to me. They're saying it everywhere. God is greater, this God of the angel armies. All except you. Instead of honoring me, you profane me. You profane me when you say worship is not important, and what we bring to worship is of no account. And when you say, I'm bored, this doesn't do anything for me. You act so superior, sticking your noses in the air. Act superior to me, God of the angel armies. And when you do offer something to me, it's a hand-me-down, or broken, or useless. Do you think I'm going to accept it? This is God speaking to you. A curse on the person who makes a big show of doing something great for me. An expensive sacrifice, say. 
and then at the last minute brings in something puny and worthless. I am a great king, god of the angel armies, honored far and wide, and I'll not put up with it. Malachi chapter 2 And now, this indictment, you priests, if you refuse to obediently listen, and if you refuse to honor me, God of the angel armies, in worship, then I'll put you under a curse. I'll exchange all your blessings for curses. In fact, the curses are already at work because you're not serious about honoring me. Yes, and the curse will extend to your children. I'm going to plaster your faces with rotting garbage, garbage thrown out from your feasts. That's what you have to look forward to. Maybe that will wake you up. Maybe then you'll realize that I'm indicting you in order to put new life into my covenant with the priests of Levi, the covenant of God of the angel armies. My covenant with Levi was to give life and peace. I kept my covenant with him, and he honored me. He stood in reverent awe before me. He taught the truth and did not lie. He walked with me in peace and uprightness. He kept many out of the ditch, kept them on the road. It's the job of priests to teach the truth. People are supposed to look to them for guidance. The priest is the messenger of God of the angel armies. But you priests have abandoned the way of priests. Your teaching has messed up many lives. You have corrupted the covenant of priest Levi. God of the angel army says so. And so I am showing you up for who you are. Everyone will be disgusted with you and avoid you because you don't live the way I told you to live and you don't teach my revelation truly and impartially. Don't we all come from one Father? Aren't we all created by the same God? So why can't we get along? Why do we desecrate the covenant of our ancestors that binds us together? Judah has cheated on God, a sickening violation of trust in Israel and Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the holiness of God by falling in love and running off with foreign women, women who worship alien gods. God's curse on those who do this drive them out of house and home. They're no longer fit to be part of the community, no matter how many offerings they bring to God of the angel armies. And here's a second offense. You fill the place of worship with your whining and sniveling because you don't get what you want from God. Do you know why? Simple. Because God was there as a witness when you spoke your marriage vows to your young bride. And now you've broken those vows, broken the faith bond with your vowed companion, your covenant wife. God, not you, made marriage. His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage. And what does he want from marriage? Children of God, that's what. So guard the spirit of marriage within you. Don't cheat on your spouse. I hate divorce, says the God of Israel. God of the angel army says, I hate the violent dismembering of the one flesh of marriage. So watch yourselves. Don't let your guard down. Don't cheat. You make God tired with all your talk. How do we tire him out, you ask? by saying God loves sinners and sin alike. God loves all. And also by saying judgment, God's too nice to judge. Isaiah chapter 54 Sing, barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song, you who've never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. 
You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth, and the indignities of being a widow will fade from memory. For your Maker is your Bridegroom, His name, God of the Angel Armies. Your Redeemer is the Holy of Israel, known as God of the whole earth. You were like an abandoned wife, devastated with grief, and God welcomed you back, like a woman married young and then left, says your God. Your Redeemer God says, I left you, but only for a moment. Now, with enormous compassion, I'm bringing you back. In an outburst of anger, I turned my back on you but only for a moment. It's with lasting love that I'm tenderly caring for you. This exile is just like the days of Noah for me. I promised then that the waters of Noah would never again flood the earth. I'm promising now no more anger, no more dressing you down. For even if the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. The God who has compassion on you says so. Afflicted city, storm-battered, unpitied, I'm about to rebuild you with stones of turquoise. Lay your foundations with sapphires, construct your towers with rubies, your gates with jewels, and all your walls with precious stones. All your children will have God for their teacher. What a mentor for your children. You'll be built solid, grounded in righteousness, far from any trouble, nothing to fear, far from terror. It won't even come close. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose that I sent them, and if any should attack, nothing will come of it. I create the blacksmith who fires up his forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also create the destroyer, but no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. Any accuser who takes you to court, will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for the best. God's decree. And so, Lord, who is a mentor for our children, I pray that you will bless this reading today. Thank you, Lord, for this reading. And thank you again, my friends, for joining me on this December 15th. Day 347 of Bible in a Year with Bill. I hope to see you tomorrow. We're sure coming close to the end. Take care now.